بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين. The question we have is who is the Prophet Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم to you? That's a very important question. Ask yourself today, who is the Prophet Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم to you? As a believer, as a Muslim, he should play the biggest role in your life. لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى أكون أحب إليه من ولده ووالده والناس أجمعين. The Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, says, "You will not be a true believer until, or none of you will be true believers." Until I am most beloved unto you or more beloved unto you than your children, your parents and all the people. Subhanallah. So for a believer, who is the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam in his or her life? The most important person. Now I ask you another question. Is that really the case? Is that really the case? Think about it. Do you really consider him the most important person in your life? Today, when you love someone, you will phone them two, three times a day. You want to find out how are you? Everything okay? You will watch, you will see, you will connect. You cannot sleep without sending them a message. You need to phone, you need to meet. Because why? You love them so much, so much. How many times do you connect yourself with something to do with Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala ali Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ashabihi wa barik wa sallim. That is called salah ala nabi. In Urdu, we call it durood sharif. In Arabic, it is said salah ala nabi. Do you know that if you send blessings and salutations upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, once Allah Almighty loves that so much that He multiplies the reward for you by ten. Man salla alayya wahidatan sallallahu alayhi biha ashra. Whoever sends salah and salam upon Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam once, Allah sends or blesses him ten times as a result. So when I say Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammadin. I am actually helping myself more than anyone else. I am helping myself. Similarly, when it comes to his teachings, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, there are people today on earth who will tell you, we only believe in Quran and nothing else. I'm sure you've heard of so many of those people. We only believe in Quran and nothing else. Well, if you really believe in Quran, here is a verse of the same Quran. What a beautiful verse. Allah says, we have never sent a messenger except for him to be followed by the will of Allah. Why would Allah send a messenger if he was not to be followed? When Allah sends a messenger, why is he sending the messenger? So Allah says, Liuta'a, in order for him to be followed 
من يطع الرسول فقد أطاع الله. Whoever follows the messenger has followed Allah, because the messenger is the one who came to you with the message. If you cannot accept the messenger being followed, how can you accept the Quran when he brought the Quran? He brought the Quran. So if you don't want to follow him, why follow the Quran? He who brought the Quran to you? He brought it. From the time he was born and before he was born, Allah protected him. Protected him from everything negative. He was always protected. Do you know why? Because if I want to send you as an ambassador representing me somewhere else, minimum I need to know is you're an honest and upright person. You will represent me in the best way. When Allah sends someone, he has to be known as honest and upright. Truthful, As-Sadiqul Amin was the Al-Qab or the names that Nabi Muhammad used to be known by before prophethood. From before prophethood, he was known as the truthful one. In the whole of Mecca, there were a lot of people and all of them had different characteristics and different habits. And you know what? Subhanallah, Rabbil Alameen. You have this man who was known as the truthful one. You guys want to see the truthful one? There he is. You want to see the honest one amongst us? There he is. So much so when they had major issues. He was a young man. They used to call him. Come and help us to solve this matter. Sallallahu alayhi wasallam. My brothers and sisters, if he really plays the most important role in your life, every time you hear his name, don't be ashamed or afraid to fulfill your duty. When you hear Muhammad, you must say Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam with an audible voice. Say it, no problem. It will help you, it will help your growth and connection with Allah. In fact, Nabi Muhammad himself says, whoever hears my name and does not say Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he is the one at loss. He is the one at loss. Whoever hears my name and does not say Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he is the one at loss. Subhanallah. Look at how Allah wants us to respect the man because without that respect, you won't even listen to the message. So nowadays, people start picking on things. Today, I'm talking of 1450 years later, some people say, oh, he married a very young girl. Oh, he did this. Oh, he did that. I tell you, the enemies and the kuffar at the time that he lived in Mecca, they themselves did not pick on those things. They picked on everything they could. They never ever mentioned some of the points that people are mentioning now. 1500 years later, do you know why? These points are only mentioned out of hatred. That's all. And they are not even points. They are matters that are disputed. You ask me how old was Aisha? Radiallahu anhu, I will tell you I do not know and I do not need to know. Finished. It's not going to stop me or grant me entry into Jannah where I and Allah is not going to ask me before you go to paradise. I want you to tell me how old was Aisha. What is it? There is a difference of opinion among the scholars, very strong. Some say she was 18, some say 16, some say she was younger, some go very young. Who knows? 
Allah knows. Is it anything that is ma'lumun min ad-dini bid-darura? Is it anything that is necessary to know for you to be a Muslim? The answer is no. So leave it out. I don't need to know. Someone asks me, how old was she? I said, you know what? It's an irrelevant question. Thank you. It's okay. There is a debate. You really want to know about it? Eh. But if you are going to come up with hate as a result of that, you need to know the enemies at the time, they hated him the most because he was there. Why did they hate him? They clearly said, because if we follow him, we are going to lose our, our chair. You know what is the chair? The authority. So they said, no. He's a madman. He's a womanizer. Astaghfirullah. They said he was after money, after power. All of that was refuted completely. Did they ever raise an issue about Aisha radiallahu anha? Not at all. Nowhere near. Nowhere near. They never ever raised it. Because it was never an issue. For someone to raise it years later, it means they just have hate. That's all. Go and study the man's life. Look, as a Muslim, he plays the most important role in my life and yours. Guess what? I want to be like him. I want to try and look like him. I want to try and dress like him. I want to try and eat like him. I want to try and talk like him. I want to try and walk like him. I want to try and behave like him. I want to try and pray like him. I want to try and fast like him. When I do my Hajj, I will do it the way he did. When I'm giving charities, I will do it the way he taught. I would like to have my entire life similar to the way he did it. Why not? That is love. That is love. I promise you, my brothers and sisters, today on earth, we have people who are considered heroes and heroines, right? They say, who, who is your hero? They will show you an actor. They will show you a footballer. They will show you someone this way, that way. Sometimes without them showing you, you already know this guy is a fan of this person. How do you know? Because the way he cut his hair is exactly how that guy cut his hair. Or his t-shirt has the name at the back. You understand what I'm saying? You follow a football club, you are crazy about the football club. You don't need to tell the world you are crazy. They can see it on you. You have a shirt. Why? You love the club, you love the people. When you're a Muslim, they should see it as soon as they look at your face. They must know that man's crazy about the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu How do you know? Look at how he looks, look at how he talks, look at how he walks, look at how he dresses, look at how he behaves, look at everything. It is exactly like that man. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Don't be ashamed to change your life. Others have changed their lives to behave like people who are probably scum on earth. They are depressed. They only sleep with medication, but you don't know. And we follow. And how do we follow? We move like them. We talk like them. Astaghfirullah. We do haram like them. We dance like them. We, we spend so much time to learn the dances and the moves. You sit and watch the kids. They say 72 moves you need to learn. Why? When you want to dance like so and so, they will learn 144 moves, not only 72. Just to move, move this way and move that way. My brother, my sister, the one whose teachings will take you to Jannah. Can you not learn something from there and, and empower yourself, change your life? So when someone sees you from far, they will say, that man's a Muslim. That woman's a Muslimah. So what if they don't like you? It's okay. They might support Liverpool and you support Manchester. Big deal. Am I right or wrong? Sorry, that's just an example, you know. 
So I'm a Muslim, the other one's not. Some people like, some people don't like. When people do not like Islam, and you are going to hide the fact that you're a Muslim, when are they going to see good people who are Muslims? So don't hide. So what if they don't like? You must change that by behaving well, by treating them nice, by being honest and upright, by speaking properly, by doing good business deals, by turning to the sunnah of Nabi Muhammad in the true sense, when they interact with you, first time they hate you, second time they hate you a little bit less, third time they begin to love you, fourth time they realize you're a brilliant person, fifth time they cannot do without you, sixth time they are Muslims. <laughs> right. But if you are going to hide that you're a Muslim because you are ashamed that people don't like the Muslims, you are at loss and everyone around you is at a loss. And they will ask you on the day of judgment. I mixed with you so many times. You never introduced me to Muhammad. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. We are Muslims. Introduce your friends to your best friend. Who's your best friend? Supposed to be Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Today we sit and we pay lip service to this man, Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. I asked you at the beginning, who is he to you? You know who he is to some people. Rabi al awwal comes, finished. They will, they will pretend like they are so close to the Prophet, but they are drinking, they are gambling, they are committing adultery. They do haram every single day, but they just come up and they will pretend like, you know what? I care for the Prophet. What do you care? Is he really the most important person in your life? It's like a man who tells his wife, I love you. I love you. I love you. But he's committing adultery every day. What love is that? When she catches you, you're in trouble, right? We are so scared. We will hide doing our things quietly. You're scared of who? This woman, she mustn't see what's going on. A woman. You are lying about a relationship. You know what? Man is professional in lying about relationships. Professional. We lie about our relationship, but I tell you what, we talk about it so that we can change it. Let's be genuine, inshallah. Is it difficult? Not difficult. Be genuine. Allah will grant you the best. Change your life. Today, change it. We are standing in this beautiful masjid. Trust me, Allah gives us opportunity to change our lives. Allah gives us a message. Allah gives us a chance and two and three and four chances. But your chances and mine are limited. After that, adab comes. You know what is adab? People don't like to talk about it. Adab means Allah says, you know what? I'm going to give you 5,000 chances. After that, I'll punish you. You had one chance, two chance, three chance. If your son or daughter, your own son or daughter breaks a glass at home, you say, don't worry. Don't worry. No problem. So long as you are not hurt, it's okay. Right? I love my son. Next day, broke a glass. I say, hey, hey, bacha, don't worry. You know, it's okay. So long as you... Third day, break glass. Hey, be a little bit careful. Don't break glass. Fourth day, why every day you are breaking glass? Fifth day, bah, one clap, right? Every day you are breaking glass. You understand what I'm saying? How many chances you gave your son? Not more than five. Same thing five times. You are angry, you are upset. Obviously, I don't mean go home and slap your child. I'm only giving you an example. 
just for you to understand, you will minimum, you will be irritated. If someone might say, you are promoting corporal punishment. No, I'm not. Allah says, I will give you 5,000 chances. After that, it's finished. It's over. No more chance. Then when the adab comes, we say, oh Allah, why is this punishment coming? Allah says, but I gave you 5,000 chances. One came, two came, every Friday, every day, every moment, everything. We showed you what we did to other people. We showed you what was happening around you. We kept on reminding you, come back. We kept on reminding you, stop your bad. We kept on reminding you, stop the gambling, stop the drinking, stop the intoxicants, stop the adultery, stop the stop. We kept reminding you over and over and over and over again. And you did not take heed. You would get so angry with someone who you gave five chances only we gave you five thousand chances you want us not to get angry come on come on allah is merciful the mercy of allah he gives you more chances than anyone can ever give you but after that something has to happen that's why we are here today what you are listening to was not supposed to miss your ears this message is for me too i'm one of you i'm your brother i need a reminder too i'm a human while I'm talking, I'm also going to be asked. You stood up and you said, what about you? Yes. So the same applies to all of us. Inshallah, we can have a, a beautiful connection with Allah. My brothers and sisters. As I end my short reminder here today. I want to invite you. Big invitation. I see the faces beautiful. May Allah bless you all. If I were to tell you that please come to my house for biryani after Jumu'ah, would you not be excited? Would you not be excited? I am inviting you. For what? For biryani after Jumu'ah. Look, everyone is smiling. They are smiling. Why? You can already taste the biryani, right? Right? I'm inviting you to... Wallahi, today I want to invite you, invitation, to something more important than biryani. I invite you to consider changing your life. That's the invitation. You will eat not only biryani, but you will eat anything that comes to your mind for eternity in Jannatul Firdaus. I invite you to change your life. I invite you the invitation given by Allah. Oh, my worshippers, come through. Come. Allah will bless you. The only way to true contentment and success is the way of the Prophet Muhammad. There's no other way. They tried it. Go and check them. Go and check them. If you if you have dunya, but you don't have deen, you have zero. And if you have deen, but you don't have dunya, you can work for dunya a little bit, what, what you need while you are here. But still you have, you are a wealthy person. Why? Because I get up for Salatul Fajr. The hadith says, The two sunnah of Fajr are more valuable than the whole world and whatever it has. The two sunnah of Fajr are more valuable than the whole world and whatever it has. Why? There is a material value attached to two units of sunnah, of fajr. 
When you wake up early and you make wudu and you want to worship Allah, there is no, no thing on earth that can come close to the contentment that you will feel. You feel happy. Today I made Salatul Fajr with Jama'ah. I'm super excited. I feel so happy. So my brothers and sisters, remember this. Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa was sent in order to be followed. And all the messengers were sent in order to be followed. Let's follow. So that if people recognize us as good Muslims from the very beginning, when they see us, then we will be recognized as Muslims in the hereafter too. You hiding and ducking and diving. You know, I think of one quick example. There was a man I met and he said, you know, you bearded guys, you know, they talk like this, you bearded guys, you give Islam a bad name. I said, well, you better start giving it a good name then, isn't it? You understand what I'm saying? You say we are giving Islam a bad name. Well, you can start giving it a good name. They don't even know that you are a Muslim. That's the question. No, no, no. How can you say that? I go to the masjid. I said, they don't know you go to the masjid, do they? But with me from far, they will see me. They'll say, that's a Muslim guy. I hate him. No problem. So what? I'll greet him. With, Hello. How are you? Good morning. They look, this guy actually smiles. Next day I see him. Good morning. How are everything? Okay. Say, yes, fine. Ah, good morning. Third time I see you. Ah, it must be some good thing here happening. You know, then they start cracking. They say, no, he's a normal human being because they think you're not normal first. Then you see them a fourth time. Allah will give you a chance. Minimum, they start looking. Hey, these guys are okay people. They start researching about Islam. What happened? The heart is softened. Allah softens the hearts, but Allah used you and me. But if you are going to hide your Islam, no one knows. You, you only have yourself to don't hide it. So never mind if you pay a price for it. They paid the price from the very beginning. Allah says in the Quran, The criminals, the sinners, they always used to laugh at the believers. Laugh at the believers, make a mockery of them. Allah says, no problem. A believer is not bothered by who laughs. He knows Allah is with me. What do you want? Allah is with me, not with you. Who is the real one to be, to be laughing? So that's why Allah says in the hereafter, Allah says the believers on that day of Qiyamah will be relaxing on their sofas, you know, relaxing on your recliner and they will be the ones laughing. Ah, who's laughing now? MashaAllah. May Allah Almighty grant us goodness and ease and may Allah bless you all. Really, I feel very honored to be standing here in this beautiful masjid. May Allah accept it from all of you. Lovely crowds of brothers and sisters and may Allah keep us all steadfast starting with myself. And then all of us, أقول قولي هذا وصلى الله وسلم على نبينا محمد.